praise the Lord. We do adore the Lord. If it weren't for him, uh, well, I probably wouldn't be here. Maybe some of you wouldn't. Um, wow. This is not like me, but I wanted to start with a, a little funny I could. Um, I grew up in a home where uh, we didn't smile a lot, and so I came by this all naturally, being very conservative, and, and I can hear jokes and uh, laughter and really uh, enjoy it, but I can't remember jokes. I can hear a really good one, and I can't remember them to retell them. And if I do, they bomb. So, um, but this one is different. This one was, um, it's a meatball story, and it's a true story. And um, when we lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we had moved there to help uh, uh, Pastor Phil and Nicole with um, their ministry. And Nicole homeschooled. So this was a number of years ago. And um, we decided, or Nicole made the arrangements for us to drive to Frankfurt where the capital of uh, Kentucky is. And it's a gorgeous uh, capital, beautiful, beautiful grounds and, and paintings inside. And I uh, just pray that godliness will go forth uh, from the capital uh, in Kentucky. In any case, so we went toward the capital and then um, we decided to eat uh, a bite of lunch and went to this little cafe, a quaint cafe in a quaint Frankfurt, uh, Kentucky, and uh, ordered our food. We got sandwiches and got a booth and sit down. And my husband, this was before he went home to heaven and so we were eating and talking uh, with the kids. And uh, you know how when you're sitting by your spouse and you feel something is uh, going on with him? And uh, so he was kind of looking like this. And I thought maybe he had dropped a, a fork. And so... I asked him what was wrong. He said, nothing. So uh, he did that several times. And, uh, uh, and I, I knew the way he was acting, the way he said nothing. Something was wrong. And, uh, but anyway, we finished lunch and uh, left. We're leaving the cafe and uh, he put the 
check from our sandwiches in his left pocket. And there was a surprise in there. It was a meatball from his meatball sandwich. And I thought I would break up. I have never seen anything so funny as the look on my husband's face. He loved to laugh. That was something that really attracted me to his family, uh, was that they were all professional people, but they enjoyed each other. They enjoyed laughter and joke-telling. And so I just thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. But he didn't appreciate it that much. So. But the rest of us really enjoyed that. What I'd like to do is uh, spend just a few minutes, and I would like to lay a foundation using some of our uh, uh, family testimony uh, uh, in doing that. I would like to um, uh, show you a little bit some of the things um, that we decided before we were born again and as we grew in the Lord. When we married uh, we weren't born again, either one of us. And when we moved to Oklahoma, we had our two daughters who are uh, older than uh, Pastor Phil. And um, we moved into our first home, uh, purchased home, a little greenhouse, I call it, in uh, Broken Arrow. Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. And um, we had played church. We had been in a church uh, when we first moved to Oklahoma in Collinsville, Oklahoma. And um, uh, not being born again, that's important to remember, but uh, the, one of the first things uh, that happened, uh, my husband was asked to be um, Sunday school superintendent, not born again. And then we were asked to be uh, junior high youth leaders, not born again. Didn't know what we were doing. Didn't know uh, anything about Jesus that would help us. Didn't know anything. Didn't know uh, where to find John in the Bible. Uh, didn't know anything that God would want. And he certainly wanted uh, people to be leadership, to be belong uh, to him and to and to follow uh, his word. And so anyway, uh, after we moved into this little greenhouse, it was fun. Uh, we moved in uh, just as the builder was completing it. So we got to 
choose all the colors and, and appliances and everything. We decided because I was, oh, first, I was burned out. If I didn't want, after that experience, um, trying to lead junior high kids, uh, Frank's working with uh, Sunday school groups, and I didn't want anything more to do with church. I was done. I thought I and I I told him he was uh, uh, he still is he's in heaven and uh, he's a people person and I was shy and hadn't grown in uh, any uh, didn't know who I was I was afraid of my own shadow actually um, at that time not being born again not knowing who I was in Jesus. And um, in any case, our church, uh, I did want our children to be in church. Isn't that strange? I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. And I wanted, I, I would uh, uh, check out the people in the church and everything, but I uh, basically planned to get my children in church and not myself and this church this little uh, wasn't little it was pretty good sized denominational church was having a lay witness mission where lay witnesses came from uh, different denominations and they would give their testimony in small men's groups women's groups and amazing as it was in Oklahoma, uh, I recognized an old home ec teacher I had had as a lay witness. And uh, that was from Kansas. And so I, I perked up. I had always liked her. And I waited to hear what she would say that I wanted information. I wanted some specific information about Jesus. Everybody kept saying Jesus' name and always oh, just wonderful, he's glorious. You just, uh, uh, you just come, you're going to like his presence and a, a lot of things like that. And so I waited to hear what she would say. Well, she, didn't give me any more information. So why did I need Jesus? I knew I wanted my to raise my children to be good. I didn't know what God's good was. But I knew that I had been raised in a, a fairly not, uh, they didn't talk the Bible, didn't talk about Jesus ever. But they practiced good. So I knew that I wanted to raise my children in the, in the same way, where they wouldn't lie, they wouldn't go out and steal. And um, uh, there wasn't so much about drugs then, but I, I would have been against that. And 
so by the end of the weekend at this lay witness mission, my husband, my older daughter, who was just coming into the teenage years, and that frightened me. That really frightened me. She was becoming a little bit rebellious, and oh, I didn't know. And I called out to God, not knowing God. And I thought, what do we do? And in any case, at the end of the weekend, my husband and I and our older daughter, Stephanie, went to the altar. And we received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we cried the whole day, just nonstop crying. Um, I mean, God got a hold of me uh, all over. My emotions just went out the control of my emotions, went out the window. And uh, we, somebody said something about starting to read in John. So uh, Frank and I went home and we got into the, uh, what we learned was the New Testament and started reading in John. And from there to small groups and seminars, oh, before that, um, there was a, a, we went to seminars. We looked for credible uh, seminars where they taught uh, about Jesus. They taught about the Bible. And one was a, a campus crusade for Christ that was being held at the First Methodist Church in downtown Tulsa. And we went to a Methodist church in Broken Arrow. So we went and learned how to lead other people to the Lord. They had these little mini books like we have back on the table. And so I went home. They told us to go home, practice, uh, choose somebody that you wanted to lead to the Lord, begin to pray about it, and practice. So uh, my younger daughter was, um, she would come home from school. This is Laurie. And uh, uh, she would share with me different things that were going on at school. And and while I was getting dinner, uh, she would uh, uh, begin to, I remember specifically uh, for a period of time, she had a little sick friend and we prayed together about her little friend. And so I was just sharing with her about how uh, Daddy and I had been to a seminar and and uh, I needed to come home and practice um, because I wanted to go next door and leave my friend uh, Charlene to the Lord. And she said, well, Mommy, practice on me. So we went in, sat on the sofa in the living room, and 
I uh, took her through this little mini book and talked about how God had sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us and uh, took her through the little book and there was a prayer at the end of the book so I led her in that prayer and I didn't have a clue as to what God was doing but I heard her later I overheard her uh, tell her little friend over the telephone how she had prayed that prayer and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and I thought God you are so funny and so good you're so good and then later on another time uh, my husband uh, was uh, in those days he ha had to work a, a 3 to 11 shift he would alternate and then first shift uh, would be at a decent hour and then uh, the next month uh, uh, 3 to 11 so he was working and uh, the kids and I our two girls and Phil were sitting at the table eating dinner just talking about the Lord and how he we had watched him do this and watched him do that and uh, suddenly I looked up uh, across uh, actually to my side and Phil put his hands together and he said how do I ask Jesus into my heart and so I thought okay well you just uh, ask him to forgive you for living your life your way and ask him into your heart and so he prayed received Jesus as Lord and Savior and I want to say that uh, you know whenever when I was born again my husband my three children were born again at different times there were different people involved in witnessing to them and sharing with them being uh, uh, laborers and in their coming to the Lord so it's not like one person generally I think it works this way it's there are more people involved in single people coming to the Lord and so time went on but I still had all these questions like well God how does this work did you deliberately send your one and only son to the cross you knew he was going to die and you watched him do that and Jesus did he really do that did he really agree to that and how does love figure in all that and who's the Holy Spirit because we kept hearing people say well you must be now you've been born again you have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit because 
you've got to be empowered to live out the principles in the word and that's the only way is to be full of God's empowerment so that we would uh, be in tune with what the Holy Spirit would quicken us to do and you can't practice and live God's principles without his power to do it. It's possible to do it with, with his empowerment, but not without. So there were a lot of things that frustrated me. At that time, I thought I had to totally, um, it was going to be, I was, oh, the interesting thing is that day we were born again, I was 31. That was my birthday. And so I thought, I've learned all this up to now, and now I have to work at forgetting all that and relearn. And But that's not the case because of Romans 12, 2. It says not to be no, 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 that's not the scripture. This is the correct one. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us that when we accept Jesus, uh, where we become brand new Christians. Don't you like that? I really like that. And it says old things have passed away. Your old life has passed away. And now you're a brand new cre uh, creature in Christ. So I didn't have to work at anything. And God put in my heart, uh, just start today. Just start fresh today. I really did do that. I, I really did do that. I, I don't know how. It's the power of God that enables you. Now, Romans 12, 2, which I started to tell you about. Of course, that is uh, one of the first things God wants a, a new believer to do is to stop being conformed to this world around us, but to be renewed in our mind to the principles of God. Um, I discovered all sorts of things, new things. Once I was born again, and, uh, and then we all five got baptized with the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is so important. And we began, we uh, heard people pray in tongues read it in the scriptures and I didn't know what why why do you need that um, I I always have to have answers uh, I like to I like to have I, I like to uh, I believe there's always a reason if uh, somebody was telling me you need to, the Holy Spirit you need to pray in tongues well why um, it was important to me to have a reason for it. Otherwise, 
why, why do it? Well, I found out several reasons. Uh, one thing, I was always interested in uh, Oral Roberts from uh, Oral Roberts Evangelistic uh, Association and the university. And uh, I kind of followed him uh, as much as I could. And I remembered uh, how he went out on that pasture land. He was born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he prayed in tongues uh, purposely out on this field, prayed in tongues. I don't know how long, don't know how many times, but then he would stop and he would pray with the understanding. He would pray in English. And at some point, God would interpret what he had prayed in the Spirit. Yeah, I, that's happened to me a lot of times since. Uh, when I don't know how to pray, or I've prayed everything I know to pray in English, uh, I begin to uh, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Spirit, pray in the prayer language, and uh, it's the Holy Spirit praying perfect prayer for you. That brings something else up. There was so much to find out about the Bible and how useful and helpful the Word of God is when we speak it, pray it, believe it. In Genesis 26, listen to this. If you don't already know this, God is saying, let us make men in our image according to our likeness. And then he went ahead and said, let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, all the earth, and over every creeping things, even snakes, everything that creeps. So my point in reading this is I was curious about something, not knowing, uh, uh, okay, what does God do? He creates, and then Jesus he had, he's the only one that qualified to go to the cross for us later on. And the Holy Spirit, how does he figure in? The Holy Spirit, once Jesus went to the cross, he shed his blood for, and we partook of communion. That is such an important thing to partake of the communion elements. Uh, because we're remembering what Jesus did on the cross. When he went to the cross, after he went to the cross, um, he went to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to live inside us. I like to say the Holy Spirit is the present tense of Jesus. I don't know about time. I didn't set my look at my clock here. So um, 
maybe Zach, wherever you are, <laughs> you can let me know. Okay. Anyway, um, so God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the present tense of Jesus, I call him that. I have, a, I have a, a seen throughout the word uh, enough to make me believe that that's what he is. They were all together in the beginning of creation. Can you believe that? God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they, they work together in creating. Praise God. Scripture confirms Scripture. And then I, I began to find out some other things. John 1, 1 to 5 says, uh, and this is uh, the beginning of, or in the beginning, toward the beginning of the New Testament. It talks about, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that confirms uh, Genesis 1, 26. And verse 14, it says, the Word became flesh. Well, Jesus is the Word. Whenever... Uh, there's God, the, there's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Ghost. There are three people in one. They have functions. We can't, uh, but when uh, only Jesus and the Holy Ghost, they only do, they only say what God gives them to say. They don't speak on their own except what he gives them to speak. Praise the Lord, there was so much I found out. And then in John 5, 19, Jesus says, uh, this is where he says, he does nothing by himself, but only what he sees the Father do. It sounds like Jesus is the same as the Father. Praise the Lord. You know, the Holy Spirit only says and does what the Father quickens. They are in perfect sync with each other. John 3.35 says the Father loves His Son and has placed everything in His hands. So, that was quite interesting when I learned who God was, who God really was. And, and I've got to throw in Psalm 139. This is where God prescribes you before he puts his hand to creating you. He created you kind of like I can relate to... Uh, um, uh, a recipe, say. I used to bake and cook and so made wedding gowns and and I was a homemaker. Uh, and then later on full-time uh, volunteer. 
but so I can relate to a, a, a recipe. I've got to read. I've got to read that just quickly. Psalm 139. I won't read the whole psalm because it's uh, lengthy, but it is amazing. This is uh, this is verse thirteen. For thou didst, oh my goodness, didst uh, form my inward parts, and we were woven in our mother's womb. Verse 14, I will give thanks to thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works, and my soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from thee when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. So God created every human being with uh, into a unique, special person. We know our fingerprints are all different. And I began to realize the love that he had uh, for me. I didn't know that for so long. I really didn't, um, uh, I didn't feel loved. And um, I was sure he couldn't love me but you know when we talk down about ourselves and uh, we say, I'm just so ugly I'm this and I can't do that and I can't do that like so and so can we're really saying God I don't like you how you've made me so what we need to do is to see what God says about us and when we went to a, uh, my husband and I went to a Bill Gothard seminar, and he went through many, many principles in the Word. And uh, boy, when he got to Psalm 139, he had my ears because I saw where my identity was, and it was in, it's in Jesus. And uh, want to bring up uh, this and then uh, I'll close the the Old Testament is the Old Covenant and that is so important we glean uh, a lot of things from the many uh, stories in the Old Testament but we're New Covenant people we are under uh, a new covenant. Once Jesus died on the cross, that made things different for us. Old covenant people only had the Holy Ghost out here. But we, under the new covenant, have him in here because Jesus died on the cross. So I love, I, I'm glad to be born at this time and I love the word it has life and health and it has victory in it and you know uh, we live in a fallen world 
So we're going to face things. We're going to be confronted with things. But glory to God. He's empowered us. The Holy Spirit, allow Him to work through you. Allow Him to fill you. Flood your uh, your life with God's glory and His help. We really... Uh, oh my goodness. I... I um, I wouldn't understand it if we don't look to God. Once we know He is our help, then let's look to Him and get our help from Him, get our counsel from Him. And so uh, my children, um, uh, I am so grateful to them, to Him for giving me them. Uh, I'm so grateful I, I just, uh, I can't tell you. I'm just grateful. I'm very thankful. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Uh, let's, um, if I could, just lead you in a confessional prayer. You know, years ago, I wrote uh, a confession for each of my family members, my husband, my children. And um, over the years, I've, I've watched a lot of it uh, come to pass. And they've, uh, we, we made mistakes, sure. But you know, uh, uh, one of the main things I have learned about the Father is to humble myself, humbly repent. And you know what repentance is. It's just as you're, you're saying it, as you're asking God to forgive you and you repent for something, it's turning around and going the different direction in your thinking, in your talking, uh, in whatever. And... So, praise the Lord. Let's, let's pray right now. Father, we just want to express, um, I, I want to pray first. Uh, I just want to express to you, Father, how much I love you, how much I uh, appreciate, how grateful I am to you for everything you've done, all the places you've, you've taken us. I thank you for victory, Father, in Jesus' name. Okay, let's pray this. And just, just pray after me. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for coming into my heart. I repent of living my life my own way. I decide I want to go I want to walk further with you. I want to walk in victory. I will have victory with you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Your goodness and mercy is fresh and new.
today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.